Welcome back to the Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in for another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. To finish out your week here, hope you tuned in uh, on Monday. Checked out our conversation with uh, Franz Nikolai. And more importantly, I hope you bought his book. It's great. I just finished it. Fucking fantastic. Um, got another great podcast for you this week. Uh, this time, uh, it's just going to be me and Paul hanging out down here. And uh, we're going to be talking about a record that's sort of a, uh, a legendary legend type of person. Talking about Kathleen Hanna. She is back with her band, The Julie Ruin. We give a little bit of history you know, in the podcast, but but real quick. Uh, she was a member of Bikini Kill, La Tigra, started the Riot Girl movement. Uh, this is this is an artist not to be fucked with. And um, and her new album is out, and it's uh, actually kind of great that she made with her friends. So we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about some uh, some more in the streaming wars here. SoundCloud might be up for sale, and Deezer has finally launched in the in the United States. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that means and get to the bottom of that. Uh, you know, no title talk this week, but you know maybe maybe we got some some armies from the Vale or whatnot. If you're a Game of Thrones person, coming on in here to uh, to mix things up a little. Uh, we'll see if it makes it better or worse. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be playing a track by a local DC band here called uh, Dove Lady. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them after we talk about the jewelry rune. But I just saw them. Uh, I just saw them the other night, Friday night, at the new uh, paper house, which is called House House here in DC. And uh, they're awesome. They're very awesome. And uh, yeah, so I want to talk about them. So that's your podcast. Real quick intro. Uh, real great podcast. Here you go. This is episode number 206 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing a new album from the Jewelry Ruin. Hit reset. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review. It just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up and go to Riders on the storm? <laughs> no, no, no. Riding the ride in the storm, Al. I don't know the way you're singing it. I, I, have, I have no idea. Uh, I got to sing it like Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the storm. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I, I will look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the basement, Paul. Uh, we are back yet again to. Uh, Either savage or heap praise on some music, because that's what we do here, I think. Um, we do a pretty good job of it, right? Well, I mean, I think we do. <laughs> I mean, your opinions are always wrong, but... Ooh. but yeah. So you're saying you do a poor job, then? Uh, you know, you're, what, now, like, 30% of the equation? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm I'm less than 30%. You do, like, 99% yeah, I, I, of the I, I work. No, but I think Eduardo is in there. I think, you no. know, Carrie and Patrick... Uh, you know, I tried to get Adam back. We're going to be talking about Nels Klein in a few weeks, or actually, it'll be before this. We, I mean, we have talked about Nels Klein. His kid's old enough where he should be able to get out of the house once his or twice His kid's old now, enough right? to run this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. Damning with faint praise. Your kid, your kid is going to be like uh, one year old and be like, all right, kid, here you go. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to the first baby cast. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, we're here to talk uh, this week about a, a sort of a legend returning here, uh, Kathleen Hanna. Uh, the woman behind Bikini Kill and uh, La Tigre, the, the Riot Girl movement. Uh, her band, The Jewelry Ruin, which started as a uh, bedroom recording. Yeah. Yeah, bedroom yeah. recording in 2010, I think, um, is back now with a new album uh, called Hit Reset. Before that, though, we like to talk about a little news. And this this gets into, uh, again, this weird area where it's not title talk, it's not bashing Apple. It is all about streaming, though, which, you know, the streaming wars, we, we are in them right now. Um, SoundCloud buried the lead. This was, this was way buried in this story, but there was a story about how they you can upload albums now, because that's always been a thing of SoundCloud. Although, I'm not sure what the difference between a playlist of an album and an album is, but... Yeah, whatever, man. It was important to some people. But buried in this is something that it was reported a while ago uh, that somebody is going to be buying them. I think the, uh, what was the amount? for One, one billion one dollars. dollars. <laughs> uh, an investment firm. Not not another music company. Not Jay-Z. He's not, not absorbing it. Um, and we talked about the possibility of this sale before, but... Uh, when we talked about it then, we were like, how much this is going to impact or could impact sites like us or any music blog that does not, that basically depends on them to post songs on their site. We don't do it a lot. We get like one a week, I think now, but back in the day, we did it a lot. And there are sites that are exclusively, that's all they do. And you get the SoundCloud embed and you put it on there. If all of a sudden, say, it turns to uh, a full streaming service like they're trying to do now. Um, these these embeds go away and people can't hear the music. Uh, so we had that, and then right at the same moment, seemingly by fate, uh, a thing that we've only heard heard tell legends about, Deezer, launched in the United States of America. This is a French service, I believe. It is just like every single other streaming service. <laughs> Literally, yep. the only difference was is that they bought Stitcher so you could get our podcast on it. But even though they owned it and we were on Stitcher, I did not like get an invite. I couldn't. I couldn't check it out. I still haven't. Uh, they have busted in this thing. They're trying to be a little like title. They have a high end service, and they uh, their high end service is weird though. Well, they, it's, the whole thing's weird. The the free service is weird too. The high end service is not like it, it titles. You could buy the high end service and just get a higher quality streams. Mm-hmm. Their high-end service only works with Sonos speaker systems. Oh. So even though you're paying more, you can't use the higher quality feed unless you have Sonos in your house. Mm. So I guess what we're talking about here is two minor players in the actual streaming wars. Uh, SoundCloud is a major player in just music on the web, but in the streaming wars, the minor players. What... uh, can we just like, sweep like both of these under the rug and like say this is all going to collapse now into the the two or three? I mean, that seems like the direction that it's been going for a while. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Deezer has been around for a little bit. They just haven't been they in have, the U.S. But, do you, but do you, are you willing? I mean, we all felt the pain here switching from audio to Spotify. Right. Then I felt the weird clockwork orange conversion techniques getting switched over to Apple Music, which now I am a fan of. Do 
we and we being like the consumer base in 2016 have the patience or need to try out another streaming service? I mean, because we're not seeing the price, we're not seeing prices change. In fact, some of them we're seeing go up. We're not seeing really. There's exclusives, but who gives a fuck? Like if if you're like us, we don't get. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I think it's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to, and we've talked about this before. It's gonna come down to whether any one service can lock down enough exclusives to make them the service that you have to have. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna come down to what what. Um, what you know, front page you like? What input? What, what inputs you like? Yeah, like, that, that, I haven't played with these. Or maybe maybe they have something that's more audio like uh, coming in. SoundCloud, one of their big pitches, other than the fact that they have a lot of smaller artists on there that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily signed, is that they have more of a community based uh, model to how they do the interactions. Just like Bandcamp, which is there. you know, and they are they're not a minor player they're they're a minor niche of this whole thing and in the streaming thing because they support the you can stream it but you also have the mechanism to buy it all right there right. It's, well bandcamp also produces uh written content now they do yeah 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 we we we're, we're working on our ad technique <laughs> like if you want to read our bit no actually let me our friend Marcus Moore he's yeah. the senior editor there so so but yeah and and that's a way to a better way than just saying, here's all this fucking music. I mean, my question about SoundCloud is that we know the problems with all these streaming services. What kind of bubble are we in where somebody is looking at a quote unquote streaming service because they got all the rights. So technically, SoundCloud can do what Apple Music can do. They can do, like, in an actual, like, operational sense. Who's looking at that and going, like, a billion (laughs) dollars? Like, what? where's the value? Is it something that I'm missing? I mean, obviously, I'm not a venture capitalist. No. Um, Or else I would say this podcast would be probably much better funded. It would be. But... (laughs) Uh, you, you by by that by that nature you have failed in life, Paul. I know it's true. I should just uh, crawl away from the microphone. Mm-hmm. My guess is that uh, they see something unique in SoundCloud because of the independent upload features to it, sure. and they see something unique enough that they feel like they can build it out, add a bit more value to it. And then sell themselves off to whoever ends up being the the big the dog on the street in the next in the next few but, years. But do you think people will wait for that? If I mean, look, Apple can do what they want. I don't know if Tidal is as nimble, but uh, Spotify certainly is as nimble. Like they could very easily just say, "Hey, really independent artists, like do it like a CD baby, essentially." And and you you get an account. Maybe it's you have to subscribe to it. Maybe you don't. If they want to, if like, they want that's, to, that's the thing is. When it comes down to these big companies, yeah. the price of building in a functionality, building a team to get the word out, and then building a base so that people trust you can be more than buying the brand and the Could inputs be. and the library that's already there. Maybe like, maybe that's the that's the hurdle that they gotta hit. Yeah, like SoundCloud, everybody everybody in the industry knows what SoundCloud does. Yes. And so if SoundCloud builds themselves up as even just looking like they're more of a competitive service, then the bet is probably they increase their valuation. You sell them for a profit to Apple or Spotify 
in a year or two yeah. when things settle down a little bit. So the the new iCreate is coming or something? It's like iBand? I, what would it be? I what? I guess? <laughs> yeah. Back in the podcast, buddy. <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's fascinating because like because of this technology, because of the internet, there's so much stuff we can do, and there's so much stuff that we can't do because of copyright right now and licensing. You know, we just had Casey Ray over here uh, last night just talking. Now he's he's moved on to a, a different uh, position. He's no longer with Future Music Coalition, but he he's the uh, director of licensing for Sirius, mm-hmm. and he was talking about you know you have all these services doing this thing and he's like what's crazy is that it's not unusual for something that gets played on on Sirius to get like 20 bucks a play wow like so so what's what's winning like where is the war is that is that is that who was the uh, who was the ones who came swooping in at the uh, battle of the bastards it's like uh, is, is, is <laughs> the Sir- knights of the vale who, vale who are the knights of the vale yeah, yeah. Is, is Sirius just the knights of the vale hanging out and they're like no no we're gonna fix this in a second uh, uh, Sirius is a whole other thing. Does it have to be though? Doesn't have to be, but remember, Sirius. It's not true on demand. It's, it's not on demand at all. It's not on demand. They have they have infrastructure and stuff too. They're not. <laughs> yeah. Just they're not just streaming. Right. Right. Um, do you think uh, title <laughs> might? Like, what could Title do to like match this buy? Isn't Title getting purchased by somebody? I think they're being purchased by Samsung. Oh, I thought they were getting purchased by one of the streamers. I well, Apple was talking about. Yeah, I thought they were. Pur- yeah, I thought Apple, Apple was, was talking about. Them. But I think that'll get blocked. By who? I don't know. <laughs> you think the Justice Department Maybe. is going to block streaming? Well, merchants? actually, I do because I, because uh, Elizabeth Warren is already on Apple's jock. Maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah, uh, I have no about, opinion on. I know, you know what you the have, government's going to do. You can have no opinion. Yeah. Um. I think what what we just want to see as consumers is, at least I I want to see is them figure this out and figure it out fucking fast. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to get that. Just like we're not getting it with uh, with the TV side, it's uh, everybody's seeing streaming content and creating content well, to be streamed as the reason. The reason. Revenue the reason why I say that though is because we got a whole mess to figure out on how to get artists paid, mm-hmm. and we can't do that if we're if we can't figure out how to fucking pay for our music to begin with. You know, people are are mad at the free tier Spotify. Uh, some people like that model. Like Deezer has, a, it's hard to get, but they have one. SoundCloud clearly has one, um, and uh, we can't figure that out because they're still trying to. People are still fighting over it. I just want them to like if they're going to buy this, if they want to dismantle it, like they did Audio, rest pour a little out for them. Uh, you know, Audio sort of resides in some vault of Pandora, who is also getting ready to get sold. Yeah, but. I, I, I think that's cart before the horse right here. You're not gonna you're not gonna figure out how to pay artists because competitive services go away and you consolidate them. No, but to you're one gonna look at it. Now we can't even look at it. No, you can. If, if, if but you have to look because the well, artists at the end of the day, the artists and you know, the studios if they've got them under contract, but they control the inputs. And if you've got some if you've got a song or an album that people want to listen to, you control 
that as an yeah. input. Okay. And it doesn't matter how many outputs there are. If you if you say let's wait till it consolidates down, that could end up being worse because if you've got an oligopoly or a mon- or a monopoly in an industry, then they have the market power and they say, well, if you want your music to be heard by the 50 million people that yeah. we have subscribed to us, this is what we'll pay you. And you don't have any negotiating power at this point. Right. At that point. Right. Uh, Not that they have much right now. No, no, they don't. So we'll keep you updated on whether or not the sale goes through. I, I really want to get back to title talk. That's what I mean. It's, this other like streaming talk is bullshit. No, no, no. It's like, we've got Deezer nuts now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in the in the opening. Like, but you gotta say it right. I guess I Deezer nuts. Right. You just said it. Okay, we're good. You got it. We're good. Uh, ready to talk about some rock and roll? Do it. Name of that track is I'm Done. Name of the band is The Jewelry Ruin. Uh, if you are a fan of music in general, but I'll, I'll go niche for a second, punk music at all, uh, you know that voice to be Kathleen Hanna. Uh, she is the legendary sort of feminist punk. She started Bikini Kill uh, before fronting La Tigra. Uh, bands you love like uh, Slater Kenny, which you're a big fan of, mm-hmm. all came from her. I mean, that you know, she she wrote uh, she wrote for. Music blogs at some point in life, uh, wrote for zines. Uh, she's headed up this uh, women in rock and roll thing since since the beginning, the early beginnings when it really mattered and, and when it really needed to matter. Uh, joining her in this Julie Ruin are uh, Carmine Cavelli, Sarah Landau, Kathy Wilcox, who was also in Bikini Kill, and uh, Kenny Melman. All these people are like sort of big in the art scene around New York and uh, do some kind of interesting stuff. We'll put a link under their names in the show notes because uh, you, you see all the disparate influences in this, but they're all sort of punk as fuck. They form into a uh, an album, Hit Reset, that I wouldn't really describe as punk as fuck, and it's not what I would expect from Kathleen Hanna. Even though I've heard... The, the, the Tigra stuff is very much um, almost your standard alternative, right? Yeah, La Tigra was, uh, was a little more produced yeah. than uh, Bikini Kill was, which was fine. It was still awesome. Yeah, but Bikini Kill like influenced bands. You had like R.E.M., like, and it's a weird cross-pollination. I forget which song it is on here, but she the cadence like sounds like Michael Stipe, and you had all these early 90s alternative mm-hmm. uh, bands like sounding like that. Um, this is their, what, third album or second album? I think it's the second. Second album. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime something like this comes out, I think they're a little older band. Uh, you 
the 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 tendency is to look at something like this with a nostalgic eye, like ooh, you know, it's some like '90s. That's a big thing now. The '90s uh, look back here, but because they're sort of recent, huh? It's a yeah. You can say it. <laughs> so it's the second. Second, second album, yeah. Um, Confirming this for our purely facts based podcast. You know, but because of this, it's this is sort of fascinating to me in listening to this that you have this overall fun record that definitely sounds like stuff that I think you would probably like a little more than me, Mm -hmm. but doesn't feel unnecessary or out of place in 2016. Is that, is that sort of where you're at? Yeah. No, I think um, this record actually is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Right. Like, it's uh, – I, 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 I love Kathleen Hanna, so there's no yeah. – <laughs> you're not going to hear any, any, any insults over here. I think she's incredible, and she's one of the most influential performers of the last you know 25-odd years yeah. in, uh, in, in music. So it's just great to have her out, out there and doing this, especially after you know her long battle with Lyme disease. Yeah. Uh, There's a great documentary that was made about her a couple of years ago, uh, The Punk Singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really entered at still a pretty young age, the legend status of her career. Yeah. And to still be making music that's this vital, but also doesn't feel like she's trying so hard. Like sometimes when you get people who are out there that are under the weight of that, like, Oh my gosh, everybody knows who I am. I have to live up to something. I I feel like sometimes the music music feels a little heavy. And I feel that might be due to she's put in Gladwell's like 10,000 hours. Like she's, she's done the work. Like this is, this is a pro working. Yeah. But in that, it's sort of refreshing to hear something like none of this sounds forced. None of it sounds uh, trite. None of it, it, it all just sounds like this is this is who we are. Yep. And did you not know that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you it's know, vital, but it sounds easy. It's, you I, know, I wouldn't it's, go as far as vital. And that, that's sort of that's one of my criticisms here. Of the album, um, it it is at times in the album. Uh, you know, there's you either like her voice or you don't. Or I take that back. I'm sort of in the middle. Like on songs like that, uh, I actually like her voice and I think it's very powerful. But there are points in this album when uh, they lean very heavily on like 60s girl group sounds, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But her voice gets to sort of like that of a child. And it's it's not off putting, it's just an awkward, uh, awkward like comparison there. And it works on one of the songs we're going to play, but that's only because what the song's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a little, you're listening to it and you're like, huh, is this, can I listen to a little kid sing this or what's going on? And maybe that's just the the youthful enthusiasm like in her. Well, I think it's also kind of intentional with the, uh, with some of the the lyrical themes and also, as you pointed out, the girl group type arrangements, you know, a lot of those girl groups, they tried to sound they tried to sound younger. Yeah. And when you throw <laughs> these kinds of uh, when you when you throw some pretty heavy feminist lyrics in, mm-hmm. and then you put girl group arrangements and start using that voice, then you're making a statement, and yeah. it's a very conscious statement. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she it, knows it, what she's doing. Yeah, she, so. she, she definitely knows what she's doing, and it, it's 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 funny that that weird dichotomy of of what those girl girl groups were, and 
representing him with these types of lyrics. Like, it's both celebrating and, like, revealing sort of the horror of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those artists weren't treated well. I mean, women back then weren't treated well. Uh, and, you know, when you got that into the rock world, you know, we had the Runaways story uh, and stuff like that, that... You know, she was around. I mean, still aren't to a large degree. We were. Just, I know. It still, was still what aren't. a month ago that we were having the the whole conversation yeah. about uh, the abuse scandals. So. Yeah, yeah, no, and absolutely still aren't. But but this is reflecting it back using like that sort of motif of of back then. Um, I want to play a song on this. I, I think this is is the single. If it's not, it it damn well should be. Uh, the name of the track is called "I Decide." I, I want you. The listener to decide what it's about. It's, oh, that was that was it, terrible. It is, that was but really it's pretty bad. clear. So, uh, so here you go. I decide off the Jewelry Ruins new album. Hit reset.
You might be a bit outrageous. Uh, I might scream with anticipation, but I, I'll decide. Uh, if you don't know what she's talking about, um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like that, that is uh, in an album. That's the second track on this album, but an album that sounds on the surface very fun. That is that is one of the strongest statements about a lot of things we've talked about on this podcast, but just a lot of things we've talked about. We talk about as a society about how women are treated, mm-hmm. uh, sexual assault being one of those. I mean, that has different examples other than sexual assault in the song, but that's that's fucking powerful. Like, I, you know, because I, I honestly, I went into this. I try not to go into this with a bias, but I went into this thinking, Paul's going to love this. I'm going to hate it. <laughs> and then I heard that song, and, uh, and it's just an undeniable, like truth that you only get when you have an artist of Kathleen Hanna's caliber. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see how this catches on, or if it catches on with people who aren't necessarily into like you don't have to be into the punk scene like Catherine Kathleen Hannah and on this you definitely don't. Yeah. You know? Uh it it play it definitely represents her past, but it plays with a lot of the sounds that we hear today that, that the kids like. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and it'll be interesting to see like how, how this gets picked up because you have your initial thing, like I don't think any outlet is gonna be like, Yeah, fuck this. Yeah, she's too important an artist to to say that to dismiss it in any way. But uh, will it make it on the Billboard? It- no, no, no. I don't think it's got. I don't think it's got that crossover. I think it's. Uh, I mean, just look at the. She's playing Black Cat when she comes through. And perfect venue for her. Yeah, though. it's perfect venue for her. But I'm just saying, they're not anticipating selling out big rooms for this. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it's got it's got niche appeal. I think it's got a lot of critic appeal. I think it's got a lot of serious music fan appeal. Yeah, I don't know that it's got the crossover appeal. So does it work for you as an album? Yeah, it does. Um, I think that there, you know, it's a little like Mister So and So, a great song. Yep, I think there's some excellent tracks. We've heard a couple of them. Um, I think there are a couple of dips in the album, so it's not perfect, but. I think that there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff here and I hope she keeps going with this particular project because yeah. I think that they work really well together. Is it or is it just cuz it meets your 90s sensibilities? I mean, it's hard to say whether that's the case <laughs> or not. I do I do enjoy the 90s. You can't so, escape it. You can't yeah. escape it. Um none of us ever actually escape our youths. Uh that's untrue, Paul. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's the launch going for you? <laughs> Fair, fair, fair point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, what do you think you're going to be doing with this one? Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like it a lot. Like I said, it's not a it's not a perfect album, but perfection is not what it takes for buying. And especially when you're talking about music that is uh, still, even though even if it's not a hundred percent what you'd expect from a punk album, is still in yeah. ethos. Like you said, punk as fuck. You want a little, you want a little bit of slop, and you want people going for it, and I think they're going for it. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, I too am going to buy it, and uh, I'm actually pretty excited about the show. 
I, I think I haven't played this for Daria, but I feel like this is going to be right square in oh, her yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, with everything. So, have you played it for Lisa? Uh, yeah. Um, she was not as much of a fan of it as I not as much she'd of a fan, but she doesn't. I, I think it's uh, paradoxically she does not love the nineties as much as you. That's true. I I think that uh, it's what you, what you came. Uh, what you were talking about earlier with uh, the voice, yeah, I think that 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 high voice was getting to her a little bit, yeah. But yeah. but she did she liked it well enough. She was just like, I'd like to see this live. I yeah. don't want to listen to it. So in the let's car. all go live. Yeah, yeah. We're we're out of town all right. weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you but other all, people should. People all you other listen. listeners, you're invited. Yeah. Probably me and my lady are going to be August nineteenth. So. Black cat. August nineteenth. Oh shit, we're out of town too. God damn. <laughs> This isn't going well. <laughs> uh, so uh, August 19th of the Black Cat, you can catch the Jewelry Ruin. Uh, until then, uh, listen to their album. So the uh, Jewelry Ruin hit reset out now. Reset. Uh, you know, one of, one of the great things about sitting and talking this through is I, I you know, often end up in places that we didn't expect to. I expected and came in here thinking that I was going to be, I was going to probably be on the strong stream end of things as far as my recommendation go. But, you know, after sitting down and talking about it with Paul for about half an hour, uh, I realized that uh, I really actually loved the album and uh, turned it into a buy. And it's, uh, it's one of 2016's probably essential albums. Uh, not just because you have people, you know, Kathleen Hanna on this record, but because it's just a good damn record. So go out and get it. You know, we'll have links in the show notes where you can listen to it. But if you see it on vinyl in your store or you see them coming to your town, like go, go support them. Can't wait till they come here and play a show at the Black Cat. Uh, Got to figure out what day that is, though. Um, before we get out of here this week, we like to play a track at the end of these, and this week is no exception. Uh, the artist we, we picked for this one is uh, Dove Lady. They're a duo from right here in Washington, D.C. Um, let's see, Andrew Tolley and Jeremy Ray. And I had not heard of them, but went to a house show on Friday night. Paper House, uh, you may be familiar with. You're definitely familiar with it if you're in, here in D.C. But Paper House was a um, sort of a DIY venue recording studio that uh, ran for about five years, five or six years, and and has has had all these great bands coming through, but they had to move, and uh, and they moved up the street from here, which means they'll be going to a lot more shows there. But Friday was the first one, so they said Galaxy Electric, they had uh, Lithuania from Philadelphia, and this band, uh, Dove Lady, they are uh, like I said, it's two members make a hellacious racket, uh, vacillate between like Fugazi type rock to uh, the type of pop uh, rock or emo stuff that uh, Ryan McLaughlin, our friend, was doing in Typefighter. Uh, at any rate, they, they fucking smoke. They're, they're, they're just badass live. 
So I figured uh, maybe we'd get you introduced to them if you hadn't heard of them. So um, we're going to play. They have four little EPs out right now, A, B, C, and D. We're going to play a track of D. And the name of that track is The Re-Return. That kicks it off. So if you're ready, uh, hang on to your asses because this is fucking some serious rock and roll. Here is Dove Lady with The Re-Return. your feet again taking me to all demons Other up your legs again on my knees I'm begging for it to work this time maybe it's not up to us to decide But I don't think that I could do this without
That was Dove Lady. The name of the song is The Re-Return. Uh, homegrown right here in Washington, D.C. I, um, You know, it's always cool when we find a new band. Uh, they may be not new to you, but they are new to us. So I'll be I'll be checking them out. And uh, hopefully, you know, I talked to Jeremy a little bit after the show, and hopefully we'll get him down here to uh, talk about it and see, see what exactly makes them rock so hard. Uh, that's, our, that's our podcast for this week. If you enjoy what you've been listening to, low these 206 episodes, uh, why don't you go ahead, ahead and subscribe to us if you haven't. Uh, you can rate us there. You can listen to us on Google Play. Mixcloud, you can listen to us on Stitcher still, um, which is funny. We used to make jokes about Deezer, so I think you can listen to us on Deezer because they bought Stitcher, then they sold Stitcher, but they left all the podcasts up. So I haven't checked it out, but I think we're up on there as well. Um and we'll be back next week with some more awesome. This is this month is just chock full of great fucking music, and uh, we got some really good ones coming up for you. So uh, that's it. We're out here, guys. Yeah, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll talk to you in a few short days. Until then, you know, be sure to get out and see some live music, uh, and most importantly, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you later. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>